Salutations and welcome to Hacker Slash. If you're joining us again, welcome back. It's good to have you. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the party. We are a horror movie review podcast dedicated to telling you whether a movie is a hack, a total joke, a waste of time, or a slash. Totally killer. Pun intended. My name is Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood slasher enthusiast. This week, I'm joined by the super fly space guy, Mac. Hola, muchachos. The gore lover, Alexis. Hey, everyone. The cowardly creeper, Ryan. Hiya. And the scream queen, Paris. Hey, sweets. Today, we're celebrating our show's third birthday. I can't believe it's been this long. And, uh, you know, when we sat down to consider what movie would be best to review on such an occasion, we thought, why not live out our own movie, Mac? Indeed. Welcome to our first Hacker Slash role-playing night in honor of our third birthday. You, Hacker Slash crew, are playing 18-year-old camp counselors at Camp Happy Dreams. (laughs) Shout out to Camp Happy Dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy to be here. This tiny summer camp lies in the wooded hills of the heart of the U.S. of A. and borders Lake Sleepyton to one side. Will you survive the slasher roleplay? Or will you roll a one and have your heart ripped from your chest by a mysterious killer? Oh, this sounds like my kind of party. Also, what's with all the dreams and sleepiness? Maybe it's for your boy, Freddy. Who knows? Ooh. (laughs) I will be your narrator, but I'll also act with divine powers. I decide what does and does not happen, depending on where we want to take the story. And the power of the dice will determine if you are successful at what you set out to do, or if you will fail in miserable ways and ultimately end up in Alexis's kill count. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) I will also provide the voice for the characters in the story other than you or non-player characters. All right, ready to roll? Oh, you know it. I'm scared. I feel fully unprepared, but I'm ready. And the other thing is, you know that since we always talk trash about crappy deaths in these movies, then we're definitely going to have better deaths tonight. I hope so. I hope it's gory. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just like get snuffed out by like a pillow? (laughs) That would be so depressing. (laughs) Or like a carbon monoxide leak. Or like you trip (laughs) into a lake and can't swim. Yep. Sounds like me. Chris, you guys better have better dust than that. (laughs) All right. Well, we find ourselves somewhere in the woods, surrounded by the cold air of a pitch black night. A cool breeze blows through and a shadowy figure walks slowly through the dense woods before gripping a tree and peering at a brightly lit campfire in the middle of a clearing. Surrounding the campfire, five kids, no older than 12 or 13, roasting marshmallows over the flames as they share ghost stories. And then, when he shut the door, he saw a hook in the handle. <gasps> there was a hook in the handle? I heard about the one where you had the hook for a hand. Oh, no, no, no. Common misconception. All right, man, it's a hook on the handle. What is that, for hanging shirts? It is for hanging shirts. Shirts that have bees on them. What? Whoa, I just never heard that one. I'm scared. Tim stops as he hears something off in the woods. Listen, I hear something. Oh, shut up, Tim. You you know what? I'm sick of your jokes, man. You're always out here trying to scare all of us, man. You just, you know, what's your damage? All right, just be quiet and just listen for a second. The others quiet their laughter and listen for a sound. An owl hoots overhead and then flies away. Oh, real scary, man. Real scary. God, you're such a wimp. Did you see that? Did you see that? The owl? Yeah, we all saw it. No, you didn't see that shiny thing flicker in the light? What? I didn't see anything shiny, but I did see the owl. But I heard, I swear I heard something. As the teens continue on about the owl, the shadowy figure appears behind him and raises an axe high in the air. 
before Tim can realize the danger, the axe plunges into his head and his blood spurts onto the campfire. The others scream as the figure removes the axe and Tim plops down onto the ground. Oh my god. What? Oh my god, guys, run, run, run! We need to fight back! Why? As the others attempt to get up and run away, the killer turns towards Elizabeth and throws the axe swiftly (laughs) into her face, her mouth still open from screaming in fear. Why my face? Lincoln stands tall in front of the campfire, reaches into his pocket and produces a large slingshot. He takes aim, fires, and lands a large stone straight into the head of the killer. You got him! I hope both his eyes don't work. The killer is not affected. He reaches behind his back and produces a machete. He throws it towards Lincoln, sending it spiraling horizontally until it lops off his head into the fire. Ricky's trying to run away from the fire. If Ricky would like to attempt, Ricky can roll. Oh, but Elizabeth couldn't roll? Did Elizabeth have the presence of mind to ask? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ricky runs away from the fire. A voice is heard from across the clearing. It is Camp Counselor Mike. He is tall, strong, and the night's breeze blows through his flowing blonde hair. (laughs) He reaches into his undersized denim shorts and produces a pocket knife. Hey you, leave these kids alone. He charges towards the killer, knife in hand, fixed upon his target. The killer watches, tilting his head in disbelief, and dodges as Camp Counselor Mike trips on a log and falls face first into the dirt. The killer places his boot on Elizabeth's head and removes his axe, walks over to the stunned camp counselor and plunges it into his back. As he admires his kill, he turns to see Ricky and Stewie running off into the distance. They run screaming through the dark woods until they pass a sign. Welcome to Camp Happy Dreams. Rude. Six years later. It's a sunny day and we're in a grassy field surrounded by several cabins and other large buildings. The field slopes down until it reaches the cool, crisp waters of Lake Sleepyton. At the top of the hill, a woman with a sharp, angled, fashionable haircut and slim glasses peers down at 20 young kids with four teenage camp counselors in between. Welcome to Camp Happy Dreams. I'm the camp's caretaker and owner, Karen. The 20 of you will be guided this summer by our four camp counselors. Five of you will stay in each counselor's cabin, and they will make sure you're safe and having fun this summer. Counselors, introduce yourselves. Please tell everyone your name and a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Vivica Ladybush. I am obviously the hottest and sluttiest of the camp counselors here. I'm also very rich, as you can tell, by the way I'm kept. Also, you know, if you get to be in my camp, we're going to have a lot of fun this summer. Thank you. I will second that. I am Sandy. I think I might be the sluttiest, but you know what? Uh. Those who want to be first are usually uh, talking too much shit. <laughs> I am the rebel with more experience than her peers, and but I also have this like cool geeky side. I love horror movies and I like reading, so catch me on the flip side. Hi, my name is Rena. I am your camp counselor for this week. I am uh, very friendly. Would love to get to know all of you. Like to know your talents and your 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 passions. Okay, we should have a good time. Hey, I'm Chrysler. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I don't care about any of you. Just shut your mouths, be where you had to be, when you had to be there, and we'll be all right. Okay, let's just get right to it. Thanks so much for introducing yourselves. Meet up with your counselors and go have fun. Where, where are you from? I came from my family. They birthed me, they raised me. I love goats. We take care of each other. I come here, I want a good life. Don't listen to Chrysler. They're from the wrong side of the tracks, obviously. What is your study? Who are you? 
Oh, me? I grew up in Beverly Hills. My family is very rich. I uh, am going to Harvard next year. Oh. And I'm just here because I like to have fun, but I don't play games. Has your family done something important in this world? They gave birth to me. Do they own businesses or do they have connections? Yes, to both. They're very well connected. They are very wealthy. Uh, my father is an entrepreneur. He did invent toasters. Maybe you've heard of them? Tell me your first and last name again, please. Vivica Ladybush of the Ladybush Dynasty. Very nice to meet you. Chrysler, I'm loving that uh, jean jacket you got on. Just loving your style right now. Oh, well, th- thank you. Not used to the compliments. Is this what they call hipster? Just cool, just happy to be here, but tries to pretend like nothing was on purpose? I've heard of this. I think it's called being poor. Is, is that what it is? Sandy, where did you come from? Tell me your story. I'm from the west side of Cleveland, okay? Oh, that's funny. I'm from the east side of Cleveland. Oh, shit. We do have a lot in common. What is Cleveland? This is the roughest <laughs> city in the Midwest. As the counselors dilly-dally, instead of bringing the kids to their cabins, a figure appears. A man, well-built, slicked back hair, chiseled body. He's wearing a nurse's outfit. Daddy. Can I roll to fuck him? <laughs> hey there, counselors. I'm Anton. I am the camp nurse. I'm here to make sure all of you stay very healthy. Now, since you're not actually like helping the children right now, if you want to follow me, if anyone would like to help me, I just need to inventory some product. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, I'll go too. I'll go too. What's your name? It's Rina Petrovic. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know how to say that, but you just stay here, okay? You stay right here. Okay, I'll stay here. I don't want to do that, so I'm going to stay with Reyna. Okay, both of you then stay right here. Vivica, I like you. The other two, come with me. We're going to actually go ahead and go to the medical cabin and inventory some band-aids. Have so much fun. Bye. Chrysler and Sandy follow Anton, the camp nurse, to the medical cabin. Leaving behind Reyna and Vivica, another figure appears. A burly man with a belly hanging over his pants. He is sweaty, very sweaty. You can see it from yards away. Hey, hey there, kids. How you doing there? This is your first time at camp? Yes, it is. And who are you? Uh, I'm the chef. You can just call me chef. Hi, chef. Chef, you seem a bit sweaty. What have you been up to? Look, man, you gotta know one thing, all right? Rule one, fat boys sweat. Okay, so get that get that straight right now, fat boys sweat. You're not that fat, chef. Don't be mean to yourself. Oh, that's mighty nice of you. Every day I'm trying to eat more donuts, you know, see what I can do. I'm, I'm trying to get my maximum, you know what I mean? Well, look, I, since y'all are both sitting here, those kids are fine down there. Does one of y'all want to come with me? We're going to head on over to the canteen and get some food ready. I just need someone to hold all that chicken, you know, as I'm getting ready to put it into the pot. Chef, I love cooking. I would love to come with you. Well, that, that'll do nicely. And I like that accent. I don't know what it is, but you want to come with me? All right, go ahead and follow me. Yes. What are we making? We're making chicken. Oh, this. Yeah, we're going to make some chicken. That's right. Have fun, Raina. Bye. Mm, bye, Vivica. Whatever you need, chef. I'll help. That accent's fake. Raina follows the chef to the canteen. He leads her through the back door into the kitchen. You know, this is a very strange way into the restaurant. Oh, we're just, you know, I just need you to hold all this chicken. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to put it in the big old pot. Do you mind holding these like three stacks of chicken for me? Have they been rinsed? Oh, we're going to rinse some things, that's for sure. Okay, I will hold it for you. Whatever you need. Oh, you know, I mean, if it's whatever I need, we can just go back in that deep freezer right there. I mean, if you want to talk about it. 
I will kill you. Please leave me alone. I don't think you know who I am, and I don't think this is a good time to test me. I'm here to help you, but I will not be pressured into anything I don't want to do. Chef picks up a knife and looks staringly at Raina. You sure about that? Chef, I don't think you know who I am. I don't think you know where I'm from, and I don't think you know what I'm capable of. Look, I ain't worried about any of that. I think you should be, because you're a little bit fat, and I'm really nice looking, and I will ruin your life. The chef does not take kindly to these words. He presses Raina against the wall and puts the knife blade against her throat. What does she do? Wait, what do I do? Good luck. Well, in this situation, obviously I will stand up for myself. I will attempt to grab a frying pan from the stove and smack him in the head with it. Let's find out what fate holds. We're going to roll one die. Womp womp. You grab the frying pan. You attempt to swing at his head, but Raina misses. He still has her held up against the wall. Knee him in the balls. The chef reaches his hand back and attempts to swing at Raina's throat. The chef is not successful. I'm going to burst in the kitchen. As he misses her throat, suddenly Vivica barges into the kitchen. Are you guys having fun without me? Help me, help me. This monster is trying to trying to kill me or something. I'm going to uh, wrestle this fat chef into the oven. Tell us what you roll. No, I'm not. I got a one. Vivica attempts to wrestle the fat chef into the oven. <laughs> the chef is pulled away from Raina but his head does not quite make it into the oven. Instead, he is on the floor, laying helplessly, his knife out of his hand. Thank you, Vivica. I don't understand. I just wanted to be nice to this chef. I just wanted to hold his chicken. We don't have time for this. We need to kill him. I will. I can I can smack him with this frying pan. Go ahead. Oh my God, we're gonna die. Rhina smacks the chef in the head with a frying pan. He's knocked unconscious, lays there, sweatily breathing. Vivica, thank you so much. I knew you were a good person to be around. I'm not a good person to be around. Help me drag him into this freezer. I would love to. This fat man doesn't deserve. They drag the chef into the freezer and lock the door, leaving the canteen to rejoin their friends in the medical cabin. Where? What took you guys so freaking long? We've been waiting forever. Yeah, do you know how long it takes to, to sort band-aids? I didn't even know they had some of these colors. Really? They all look a shade of brown. They're all shades of brown. Oh my God, that sounds so hard. Listen, shades of brown are beautiful, but there was this disgusting chef man that tried to kill me and Vivica saved me. Wait, what did he look like? He was fat and sweaty. Yes, Vivica. Did you see his sweat? He left it everywhere. There was sweat on the counters. There was sweat in his clothes. Are you, wait, did he have... um? I think he had a medical condition. Bowl cut? Brown, brown hair? Bowl cut? Yes. With, <gasps> with, with, My ex-boyfriend ended up coming to camp and following me. I'm so sorry, guys. Maybe you are the sluttiest one. Does he also have beard that doesn't connect? Because it is embarrassing. Yeah, he can't grow it out fully. I'm so sorry. It's embarrassing. Wait, you date a chef that sweaty it was hot he was making me food all the time and she likes what she likes well i can't be mad at that okay you guys in here is everyone getting my band are the band-aids sorted already because you guys are taking a long time should somebody check on the kids that isn't me as the counselors turn to leave they hear a large piercing shriek from one of the children i run towards the shrieking also running towards the shrieking uh, well, I, I tried running, uh, but as it turns out, I lost my one very quickly and I had to reach into my pocket and pull out my inhaler. <laughs> I'm going to make a beeline back to the kitchen real quick. Vivica runs very fast all the way back to the kitchen at the back of the canteen. Girl, don't leave me. I'm following you. 
Bitch, come on, get inside. Sandy, running, albeit a little bit slower, eventually makes it to the kitchen. I want to explore the kitchen for a weapon of some sort before investigating the scream. I totally agree. I got a three. Vivica looks around along with Sandy and they notice a few things. The knife still on the floor. A few other butcher knives. A few pots and pans. And of course, an apple corer. I think I'm going to grab one of the butcher knives. Okay, since you picked up a knife, you grabbed the butcher knife, we're going to throw that in as one of your items. Ooh, okay. So in terms of damage that a knife can do, it's pretty hefty. We're going to say four dice rolls. I too am going to grab a knife. Vivica grabs an even larger knife and adds it into her waistband. For that knife, we are also going to say four dice rolls. After I take a few pumps of my inhaler, I'm going to try running again. Chrysler, attempting to run once more, falls down, attempting to breathe. I would like to run to the sound, not necessarily to the kitchen. Ryan runs, sprinting towards the sound of a shriek made by a child. When she arrives, she notices five children dead bloody oh my god what happened here who 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 did this what is happening ah uh, uh, they're dead <laughs> is reyna a psychic can she commune with the dead chrysler please help me come here as i walk towards the sound kind of clutching my side so that i'm having difficulty breathing obviously i'm seeing the sight before us what happened chrysler i don't know i showed up there was you heard the loud scream with me and then there was all these kids here. I, I just ran towards it and just see all these kids laid Has out. Has anyone called the cops? No, because how we get to call cops for kids? Where I'm, I'm 11. I would like to look around and uh, see if there is a weapon. I would like to inspect the bodies. I would like to go to the sound. All of us are rolling. And I'm going to the sound. I got a four. I'm coming too. I got a five. The camp counselors are once again rejoined, inspecting the dead bodies. No signs of a weapon, but multiple stab wounds on each child and plenty of blood. Oh my God, who stabbed these kids? I don't know. Maybe Ghostface? What? Is this a man that you knew before? Mm, possibly dated. Is this one of your ex-boyfriends? I don't know. I like him kind of scary and kind of kinky. My mom's got an ex-boyfriend. He was a jerk. Shut up, kid. What happened here? Uh, 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 I don't know. I just came over because somebody yelled and I thought there was going to be fun. Okay, I'm going to need you to go to your cabin. What is your name, baby? Bobby. Bobby, okay. Thank you. So you came because you heard noise? Yes. Okay, and you didn't see anyone? No one running? Anything like this? No, when I got here, uh, they're dead. Okay, thank you, Bobby. You should go back to your cabin. Tomorrow we go sailing. We'll have a lot of fun. Okay. Don't worry about this. I'd like to check Bobby for a weapon. The counselors inspect Bobby. He has no weapons. No injuries. And he seems mostly okay. Okay, fine, Bobby, you can go. Okay, bye. I am uh, kind of getting like this far off look in my eye, and I'm kind of like backing out towards the corner of the room, just like taking it all in. So who's uh, cleaning this up? Because I'm not getting my hands dirty. Okay, somebody really needs to call the cops. Vivica, can you call the cops? I don't have a phone. This is 1980-something. There's one in the cabin. I'm not going to there. I'll go with you. We can all go together. Yeah, we need to all go together. That's the only way I'm doing this. Why Why would we separate? We know we shouldn't. Chrysler, will you come with us? I have seen scary movies. I always hear bad things when people split up. I just, I'm worried about what'll happen with these bodies if someone's not here to watch them. 
I think the wolves are in for the night. It'll be okay. Nobody needs to worry about the bodies. Wolves. <laughs> I don't know, but we're in the woods. I'm sure there's wolves. Don't you have wolves here? I'm here, wolves. Should we check to see if the chef is still in the freezer? Vivica, we left him. He will not go anywhere. What did you do? We left chef in, in the freezer. He tried to rape me and kill me. What? This was, listen, this is your ex. This is the man that you love that couldn't grow a beard. And he tried to, and listen, this butt is delicious, okay? <laughs> I saw the whole thing. Vivica, you saved my life. But listen, listen. I really appreciate you all being here. And I really think we should all go together. I don't think we should separate. We need to figure out where the next phone is. If we're not going to go to the cabin, do we know there's a phone in the kitchen? Chrysler, I agree with you. Let's go. I would like to look if there's a phone in the kitchen. I forgot. I'm super rich. I do have a phone. It is. Suitcase. I'm going to try to get a signal on my phone. Vivica, you have a cell phone? I've only seen this on TV. I'm amazed. I'm going to pull it out of my giant purse and try to make a call. You may have cell phone, but we made it to the moon first. I got a four. Vivica dials 911. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, we're at uh, a camp uh, and there's a bunch of dead kids here. Uh, Can you please send help right now? Thank you. This is Vivica Ladybush of the Ladybush Dynasty. The phone hangs up. Uh, what the fuck? Vivica, you didn't even you didn't even tell them what happened. You made it sound like we killed the kids. Do we know what happened? What is wrong with you? I told him everything we know. We don't even know what happened. For all we know, it could have been one of you guys. You guys weren't even near us. No, but we came, we heard the shrieks with you at the same you time. You clearly already killed one guy. No, he is just having a nap, okay? He deserves. If anything, he's frostbitten. I don't think anyone would defend him. He does deserve, I will admit. Okay, look. So we know there's at least one person in this camp who is inclined to violence. We should go see if he's still in the freezer. I support this. No, it is Vivica. She is the inclined to violence one. Uh, Bitch, I saved you. So we know there are two people inclined to violence. Yes, there are two people. One is Vivica, one is Chef. Chef is locked into the (laughs) icebox. And Vivica was unaccounted for. Yes, and she does like a knife. The counselors make their way towards the kitchen at the back of the canteen. When they arrive, they find the door unlocked and left open. Is it the freezer door? I did not leave this door open. Real great job. No, no, no. When we left here, Vivica, you, you know, you saw me. When we left, this door was closed and locked. I did not want this man out. I go to the freezer to look inside. Chrysler heads to inspect the deep freeze. The door is left open. Nothing is inside except for food. Chrysler, what's in there? I left that man there. There's literally nothing in here but food. But he was there and the door only locks from the outside. Trust me, I double checked. I know how ice boxes work. I'm very familiar. Well, I don't I don't know what to tell you because he's not here now. So now we have five dead kids and a violent chef walking around. And who's to say that one of you two didn't do it? I would like to look around and see if any of the knives are missing. All of the knives on the wall are back where they belong, hanging from their magnetic holster. Should we tell the gay nurse about these injured children and maybe they can be saved? Before we go, I would like to take pictures with my film camera just to make sure we have documents of what happened here. Ooh, get one of me. There should be blood on the floor of this icebox, so I will take a picture. My picture looks great. (laughs) There's going to be a darkroom scene. Rhina snaps a photo with her Polaroid camera. It is blank. Don't you need to, like, wiggle it? Rhina shakes the photo. It is still blank. It appears something may be wrong with their camera. Vivica, I need to ask you a question, and I don't, 
What? Am I crazy? Was he not here? Did you see? Did you see the chef? Okay, he was here for sure, and we definitely locked the freezer, but don't you think a freezer would have some sort of way to get out if you were trapped inside of it? Isn't that the nature of a... Not if I made it. (laughs) Do we need to open the bottom to see if there's a trap door? Sure. There's a trap door. Oh, maybe not. Sandy successfully opens a trap door at the bottom of the freezer. Holy shit. Inside of it, extra meat. Is the meat children? It's beef. It's what for dinner. Gosh, what's with all this meat? We're just trying to find, like, literally. Sandy, it's a meat locker. Or do you guys not care about my safety here? Like, we need to go find this person. Um, was no, he, but clearly there's a- Was he violent with you? Or why are you concerned? I thought he was your ex-boyfriend. He was sweaty. Of course he was violent. <laughs> That's true. That tracks. I'm going to look around for a phone in the kitchen. Chrysler looks around for a phone and finds one. However, the cord has been cut. I would like to look around for any signs that someone might have left this room, left the kitchen. Bryna glances around the room and notices one of the windows is ajar. Guys, guys, I don't know if this is important, but do you see this jar in the window? You mean the window's ajar? Yes, it is ajar. Do you see the jar? How ajar is it specifically? A couple inches or like it's open. It must be wide open for a sweaty man. It is two thirds of the way open. How big is this window? Talking dimensions. We're talking about like a standard, maybe like three by four window. No, there's no way he fit through there. Even if he's as sweaty as you said, there's no way he could be that well lubricated. Okay, do you guys remember the massacre that happened with the kids before? Chrysler freezes upon hearing mention of the massacre. You guys really don't remember? Six years ago? What happened? All those kids were killed at the campfire. More kids were massacred here. It was the scariest thing. Here at Camp Happy Dreams? Yes. I don't know if I'd say if it was happy dreams, maybe like nightmares. There was one survivor. It, it was my ex, Frank. The chef? Yes, the chef. The sweaty chef. Do you trust him? Is he trustworthy? I don't know. He. Does anyone ever trust their ex? I never had an ex, so I don't trust anyone. Well, you're a Russian spy. Of course you don't. I, I don't know why you call me this name. I'm not even from Russia. At that moment, the counselors notice there is another presence in the room. A child stands in the open doorway. Who the fuck is that? Vivica, can you please speak nicely when we're around children? We are camp counselors. Yeah, but it's also the 80s, Reina, so who the fuck is that? The child stares into Sandy's eyes, making not a sound. What does a child look like? A ghost. The child is small, blonde hair, blue eyes. What are you doing here? Somebody touch him. See if he's a ghost. We don't just touch kids. Throw something at him. Vivica, why are you just so intense? Why don't you just ask the boy what his name is? Rolling to throw something at the kid. It's a tomato. Vivica throws a tomato at the child. It lands a foot before the child. Oh, shit. My bird arms. I walk up to the child and kneel before him and just kind of wave my hand in front of him. The child continues to stare at Sandy. What is your name, young child? The child smiles, turns around, and runs away. I would like to chase the child. Raina attempts to run after the child. However, the door slams shut right before she reaches it. Probably not a good idea to split up right now, is it? I'm going to try to open this door. Did someone recognize this child? Sandy attempts to open the door. However, it has been somehow forcibly closed and will not reopen. I'd like to know what I can hear right now just standing in this room. Inside of the kitchen, it seems to be mostly silent. However, you can hear children playing outside. The gusts of wind through the trees and footsteps. What direction are the footsteps coming from? 
The footsteps appear to be at the front of the canteen, where children would normally get their food and eat. Are they heavy footsteps or little pitter-patters of children? They are slow and mostly quiet. I'd like to walk in that direction. Chrysler starts walking towards the front of the canteen. I would like to encourage Chrysler to grab a weapon. I already have a walking stick made of mahogany. I said a weapon. This is great hardwood. Very good choice. Oh, so you can appreciate a good wood. Yes, I like good wood. (laughs) As Chrysler begins to walk away from the rest of the counselors, the footsteps that Chrysler hears seem to be moving faster and further away. Chrysler, where are you going? I don't want you to leave the group. I think we should stay together. Guys, come with me. There's someone trying to sneak off. And I roll to run. Okay, I'm following. As Chrysler begins to run, the footsteps seem to vanish. Now there's no sound. The door to the canteen, between the kitchen and the canteen, swings open. And the canteen is empty. What did you hear? What was it? It sounded like someone was sneaking around. Should we check on the kids? Also, the chef is fat, so it wasn't him tiptoeing around. We know this. He would have left drips of sweat everywhere. I'm think, I think it's someone else. I don't think the chef is the I man. Take, I take another puff of my inhaler. <laughs> As the counselors search for who might have been making those footsteps, a man opens the front door to the canteen and walks in. He seems to be wearing some sort of uniform, and he has a bald head. I'm stabbing him with my butcher knife. What? <laughs> what? Four dice. That did not go well. Sandy lunges towards the man with the butcher knife, stabbing him in the shoulder. Sandy! I'd like to jump at her as she's like, as the knife is penetrating, I know I can't stop her, but try to like grab her to pull her off. Chrysler attempts to reach Sandy before the knife plunges further in. However, the man stops Sandy and pulls the knife out. Sandy, what are you doing? This is just a man that has walked into the door. Guys, there's so many people dying around here. Like, it's not safe. It seems like you might be the one killing them, considering you just stab people to walk in the door. I don't. I'm not really sure what the what the what the mindset was. I mean, I do kinky stuff, but I don't have. I don't kill people. Okay. Well, we can talk about that later. But listen, I'd like to ask the bald man who he is. That's a great question. You were all so busy stabbing me and talking about kinkiness. No one just stopped to think, maybe I should ask who the strange man is. Well, guess what? I'm the groundskeeper. My name is Boothby. Okay, and you just stabbed me in the shoulder. That was my last uniform shirt. What on earth are all of you doing here? Boothby, it is very nice to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. We have a very big situation, and I just want to know if you've seen anything. I would like to ask if the groundskeeper has seen any suspicious activity. You're the only thing suspicious I have seen so far today. Hold on, Boothby, is it? Very fake. You weren't at orientation, sir. That's right. As the groundskeeper, my job is to make sure this camp looks beautiful always. I'm taking care of the trees. I'm taking care of the water. I'm taking care of the cabins and the picnic tables. you take care of the blood? What blood? Viveka, can you look him up on the face look and see if you've heard of this Boothby? Because it just sounds insane. I don't understand who he is. His head very shiny. Listen to me, kids. I have been the groundskeeper here for 30 years. 30? So were you here during the massacre? Who told you about that? My ex. My ex was the only survivor. Well, I wish that were true. There was more than one survivor, though. So I doubt your ex was even there. So were you the survivor? I mean, he's still alive. I've been here working for 30 years. They were out on an overnight with their counselor, and the next day, everything gets shut down. That sounds like you don't know much for being a groundskeeper. Just saying. Wow. You're right, Sandy. Look, I was polishing the canoes that night, okay? 
just polishing the old canoe, and the kids got killed. And what were you doing ten minutes ago when all five of those children were brutally stabbed? Were you also polishing the canoe then? What kids were stabbed? The kids down by the lake. I've heard of, uh, uh, what is this word? Euphemism? Is, are you using polishing canoe as euphemism? No, okay. We only have two canoes out front, and I have to make sure that they look good and that they're going to continue to run smoothly. I don't like your tone. But ten minutes ago, ten minutes ago, tell me where you are, because it seems weird that you're here now, but you weren't here before. I was talking to Miss Karen... Okay, about all the canoeing that's going to happen this summer and how many canoes I was going to have to polish every single day. There's only two. You don't have to polish that many, actually. Look, sometimes you have to polish it for a while. It takes a little bit longer to get the job done. Sounds like a kink to me. Hey, Boothby, uh, where is Karen's office? That's an excellent question. Okay, so you want to turn around, you want to leave this building, go to the top of the hill. Okay, you're going to see a little sign that says caretaker. Go in there. I was just over there. It's like literally 100 yards away. Should we go talk to Karen and tell her what's going on? Yes, that. The counselors start walking towards Karen's cabin. When they're almost there, they hear a loud scream inside. Chrysler, I think you should go first. I walk faster without running or jogging or doing things that would otherwise irritate my very weak lungs. And I pull open the door really quickly. The door open now reveals Karen, a coat hanger shoved between her ears, or rather, through her ears from one side to the other. I would like to quickly check the back door for any other exits. This cabin only has one door. Did she just kill herself? With a coat hanger? Is there, are there any windows? There are two windows. Are they closed? Do any windows have jars? One is a jar, about two thirds of the way up. They're both on the front side of the building, the same side as the door. So we would have seen someone coming out. I would like to check the room for, for footprints. Or anything. This is getting very Scooby-Doo. The counselors inspect, and they find a single boot print right beneath the opened window. What size is it? It appears to say size 11. Is that big or small? It depends on who you ask. I wear a size 14. That's so. what she said. <laughs> is it a child's 11? It is a men's size 11 boot. Somehow they were able to discern this by looking at the boot print. I know shoes. I put my boot next to that print. It is not the same size. <laughs> I put mine next to it. It is same size because I have large feet. <laughs> Those were the canoes. Hey, uh, what, what are, are these your man's prints? But remember, remember, we were told there were two survivors. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I know Chef was a terrible man, but I feel soft towards him. I don't think he was the one. Don't fall for his traps. You were following for him just like I do. Or did. Do you? Did. I don't know. You know, sometimes you just have to let the way the wind blows you go that way. Can I investigate the body and specifically the pockets and or purse of Miss Karen? You can attempt to. I got a five. Vivica investigates Karen's dead body, looking through the pockets. Inside, she finds one unused condom wrapper or condom. I guess it's not a wrapper until it's used. I'm going to tuck that in my bra and keep it pushing. (laughs) Vivica, did you find anything on the body? Nope, nothing at all. Literally nothing. I mean, the woman runs a camp. She doesn't have anything, not the whistle, not the wallet. She doesn't have anything in the pockets. Vivica investigates further. I checked the label of her blazer, uh, and it's a knockoff Louie, so I think she's not who she says she was. Vivica, we are at camp, okay? We are not on a Melrose. We are not shopping with your friends, okay? So the name of the blazer doesn't matter. What matters is who is killing people. That is what we care about. What I mean to tell you is that somebody who would wear a knockoff Louis blazer is not to be trusted. 
Well, we can check yours later, okay? <gasps> Vivica investigates further. Nothing in the shirt pockets. Nothing in the pant pockets. Nothing in the back pocket. Not a single set of keys to be found. I think we should look for for keys in this place. She must she must have the ability to open all the doors in this camp. I'm still out here looking for a phone on the desk. You look for phone. I will look for keys. Fuck my phone. Chrysler finds a phone, picks it up, and hears a dial tone. I call nine one one again. Yeah, this is a hard. This is a landline. The line cuts out. Chrysler, listen, the phone never does anything. The government never does anything. You shouldn't trust them. You don't call them. We need we need to figure this out on our own. At that moment, Boothsby barges in to Karen's cabin, <gasps> screaming, No! I go to tackle Boothsby. Boothsby falls to the ground, an axe stuck into his back. Oh, fuck. Um, was it already there? <laughs> we never checked his backside. Or did I... Push him onto an axe. There was no axe previously. It appears that Boothby, or Boothby, was stabbed recently with this axe right in his back. I would like to run out of the door towards where he came from. Ryana takes off in a sprint, leaving the others behind to figure out where Boothby must have come from. She sees a shadowy figure ducking behind a building. I attempt to run out to Reina. Chrysler reaches Raina. Vivica, Sandy, please, please come help us. Help, there's something here. What did you see? Some shape. I I, I, I don't know, but I just, I know we were with him in, in the kitchen and then he came here and he stabbed. We have to figure it out. Where did you see the shape? Raina points at a building. It appears to be a different cabin than the other ones you've been to already. It appears to be Vivica's cabin. I saw him at Vivica's place. I don't know what it was. I don't even know if it was a man or woman, but there was a thing there. I run towards Vivica's cabin. I would like to investigate the pockets of our dead Boothsby. Is he dead though? Because I would like to ask him a question. Is he like gurgling? Boothsby is, is non-responsive at this point. So time of death would have been called, yes. However, Paris, you can go ahead and roll for Vivica to inspect. I just got a six. Vivica inspects. Upon his person is one more condom unused in his shirt pocket. I'm going to tuck that in my bra and keep it pushing. Thank God there are no used condoms on these characters. (laughs) Wait, can I check to see if he's wearing a condom? You inspect and you find he, he is not. He's not currently wearing one. However, there is a slight scent of lubrication. Polishing canoes. I'm going to say to Sandy, Sandy, I think they were fucking. At that moment, while at Vivica's cabin, another cabin emits a large, shrieking sound. Child screaming. Which direction is it from Vivica's cabin? It is two cabins down the hill. I would like to ask Sandy to join us. Sandy grabs Vivica's arm and they run once more in a sprint to rejoin the rest of the counselors. Now all together, Chrysler leads them towards the cabin where they heard another child screaming and eventually... They reach it, the door ajar. (laughs) The door is open, but slightly. So I'm gonna take my walking stick and just kind of like peel back the door. Good job. Thanks, appreciate the uh, support. The door opens. Inside, five more children, dead. That's 10 already, guys. Jesus. Oh, my God. We are terrible at our jobs. We're going to get fired. I cannot put this on my LinkedIn. 
Sandy, I feel like you've just been flirting with Chrysler the whole time. I don't know if you're even here to help figure out what's going on. It feels like every time we go somewhere, you're just holding hands with Chrysler, talking oh, to Oh, we've been him. holding hands? You've been rubbing each other? I just don't understand. While they're chatting, one of the children's heads rolls down Ew. their feet. I'm going to kick it out of the way with my Louboutin. Vivica kicks the head to the other side of the room. I would like to roll to investigate the bodies and figure out the cause of death. I would like to roll to investigate the windows and see if there are any entry and exit points beyond the door. That's where there's a jar at. <laughs> Ryana looks at the bodies and realizes all of the heads have been severed and left on top of their corpses. Chrysler looks at the windows. At that moment, a hand smashes through the window and grabs him by the throat. I would like to roll to save Chrysler. Of course you would, you like him. Sandy grabs the arm, squeezes the hand. It is gloved. It releases Chrysler, who is now free from the chokehold. I'm, ba- I'm grabbing Sandy and backing away from the window. I would like to go towards the window, try to grab whatever was out there. We need Vivica to run out back. Oh, fuck that. <sighs> Raina runs to the door, looking towards that window where the hand just smashed in and nobody is there. We're never going to find this motherfucker. Vivica, can you... Can you run outside for me? Please go see if there's anyone in the woods. I'm going to roll to just open the door and look outside. Oh no, I got a one. Vivica opens the door and peers outside and doesn't see anything. However, there is a sound of rustling in the grass outside. I would like to chase it. I would like to follow. Don't go out there. Raina is swayed and stays inside. However, Sandy goes outdoors, goes around the backside of the cabin and sees a tall figure towering over her. I start running towards Sandy, saying, don't go out there. And I, from a safe distance from them, take my ninja star what? and throw it at him. Did you bring a ninja star? Yeah, I did. I thought we said no weapons bringing to camp, but I we guess did. it was a it was a decorative ninja star. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and roll to see if it's successful. Sandy throws the ninja star. It lodges into this tall figure's kneecap. Meanwhile, Chrysler runs outside screaming, don't go out there. The large figure towers over them, reaches behind his back, and reveals a machete. I'm pulling out my walking stick and going to beat him. Is this the walking dead? (laughs) God, I'm gonna die. Right here, right now. Didn't realize I made it to her, but here we are. It's gonna happen sometime, my sweet, sweet lady. Chrysler reveals the walking stick in a threatening fashion and beats upon the large figure. The large figure swings the machete. He swings at both of the counselors. 70. (laughs) Shit, we're dead. He hits both of the counselors in the arm. You both lost 35 because you split the 70. Oh, okay. Um, Which arm did I get hit in? Your left arm. I'm like clutching my arm in pain, walking stick still in my left hand. And I'm like trying to back up Sandy to like get back. And I'm screaming for Raina and Vivica to come out here. I would like to look for a weapon before I go. Raina looks for a weapon and finds one, a broom. (laughs) (laughs) The broom is worth one roll of the die. Under your function... You can say sweeping and one roll for damage. Vivica is still in the house with Raina. I'm going to step outside, uh, approach the other counselors, and try to escort them safely back 
with my knife brandished. What does is, what is the figure look like? The figure is tall, toweringly tall, shadowy. You can't make out really any details. Clothing is really clad in a way that you can't see a face. Rob Zombie's Michael Myers got it. Very, yes, perfect. Ooh, I once saw this movie. It was called, I think, uh, Candyman. And there was a big man he sent with cape. Big, strong, sexy man. I think this reminds me of that. The killer swings the machete once again, this time at Vivica. Uh, backflip dodge. <laughs> you are correct. You indeed backflip dodged. You were not hit. <laughs> I would like to sharpen the end of my broom and poke the large, dark figure. Sits whittling in the corner for a few turns. <laughs> Ryana sharpens the edge of her broom. I, I want to look outside the back of the cabin real quick, like just a quick glance to see if there's any um, flammable things. Indeed, there are flammable things. There appear to be gas cans a little bit lower, closer to the water. I want to start hobbling my way there. Do you want me to provide a distraction? I think shirt. No. Take your top off. Shirt? No shirt? Shirt or no shirt? I reach into my pocket and I grab my lighter, my zip, my old vintage Zippo lighter, and it has an engraving on it. And I would like to uh, use my spare toilet paper. What? <laughs> Are you like a Molotov cocktail? <laughs> to use as um, in uh, as uh, flammable, flammable material. I like to use. I, I hand the lighter to Sandy and I start like going down the hill to go for the gas can. With my roll of toilet paper. It will make trail. Yes. I like this. I like where this is going. I did not realize that's where you're going, but it's cool. The killer takes another swing. This time at Sandy. It's successful. And it's worth 50 damage. Sandy's left arm falls to the ground. Oh, that's a gag, bitch. I would like to help her. Oh, you're so sweet. I am sweet lady. How many turns do I have to wait to get to this fuel? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I would have just kept the fucking lighter. (laughs) Because at this point, what I, I thought I was gonna have to like throw the fuel or something. No, you can use the stick. Raina is not able to bandage the wound. The arm is gone. However, she notices a lighter still gripped in the other hand. I would like to throw the lighter from Sandy's hand to Chrysler's hand. Oh no. It's a long throw. I, Let's see if you make it. I'm an excellent, an excellent <laughs> thrower. Why we got ourselves into this situation, I'm unsure. The toss was amazing. Honestly, you should be a football player. It makes it all the way into Chrysler's hand. You don't know what I do in my spare time. I would like to uh, head, make my way to the uh, the nursing cabin. Aww. That seems to be a brilliant idea. Let's see if you make it. Vivica runs all the way to the medical cabin and sees inside Anton, staring at the Band-Aids, admiring the organization. I'm going to burst in on Anton. You need to come help us, you flaming queen. Everyone's being killed. Okay, so, oh my god, what's happening? People are dying? Yeah, Sandy just lost her arm. Can you, like, glue it back? I don't know if glue's gonna work on that, but I do have a lot of band-aids. Let's go. Anton and Vivica arrive, noticing Sandy with her arm lopped off and laying on the ground. I grab the fuel, and at this point, I start going back up the hill, because I'm realizing if I explode the fuel, burned toilet paper will do nothing to this guy. I would like to leave Sandy because she's in the hands of Vivica and Anton. And I would like to help Chrysler inflame the dark 
mysterious figure. This is a game where you have to roll dice. It appears you two rejoin and are able to start once again working on that whole flame thing. <laughs> Tossing the fuel at the figure. Where is the figure at this point? Apparently standing in the middle of the field waiting to be had. <laughs> <laughs> the gas has been tossed. It reaches the figure's body. Vivica, please just leave me here. Okay, bye. As Sandy speaks those words, the killer takes another swing and completely misses. I would like to use my film camera to take another photograph to witness this experience. I would like to tie his feet up with my blow-up doll. <laughs> what the what? fuck? <laughs> that was my weapon. Let's, let's see if you can attempt it. Oh my god. But Sandy, you only have one hand. You are successful. And then wow. I would like to use my butcher knife on him. Well, let's find out. So Sandy reaches around the back of the feet of the large figure and ties them into a knot with a blow-up doll. At that moment... She has one arm. Yeah. <laughs> the figure strikes. Ten. How the fuck do you have five HP? <laughs> I am going to take my last life at this guy, and I am going to use my butcher knife. Okay, how many rolls is that worth? Four. Excellent. My problem is I'd like to set him ablaze. However, Sandy is now with him. Let's see how much damage you did. Four, eight, 12, 19. 19 damage. You stab the figure in his left thigh and feel the squish as it goes all the way in. There's st- femoral artery. He stammers backwards, nearly falling down to the ground and runs into the woods. I would like to chase him. I'd like to flick my lighter and throw it at him. Let's see what happens. So just to recap, you did how much damage there? 19 damage. Okay. Raina chases the figure. However, he appears to have gone. Chrysler flicks the Zippo lighter towards him as he runs away, hitting the trail of gas and lighting Raina on fire. <laughs> oh, that's a trip. Dealing 50 damage. Oh. This Justin, if you're tuning into our episode, welcome to a slasher comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting wild. Christ, I don't deserve this. Why did you run with him? I wanted to chase him. I need to know what he's going to do. What it's- are you going to do? I have learned to stop, drop, and roll in this country. There are classes for this. This girl is on fire. <laughs> and Chrysler, don't you do this again because your aim is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm missing most of my arm. <laughs> Maybe Vivica could help at some point. You know, she just stands around talking about people's clothes, but it would be nice if she helped us find the who's killing people. I'd like to go back to my cabin and look for a flashlight. Where the dead children are? Is that where you would like to go? Because maybe we should be looking at you. Vivica takes the arm of Anton and heads back towards the cabin. They look inside. There's no flashlight. There's not much aside from, you know, heads rolling around and, and bodies. But there's also my stuff. And in my stuff, because it's my cabin, I take out a blonde wig with bangs and then put it on. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Same me, just with bangs. I'd like to try to pick up my lighter. I'd like to go to the the medical facility and heal. I would like someone to take me with you. (laughs) I go back to Sandy and try to scoop her over my shoulder. We all go together. Indeed you do. You make it all the way back to the medical cabin where you have plenty of band-aids 
And everybody who's taken some damage regains 10 health. Back at 15. <laughs> the counselors decide to shut themselves into the medical cap, and it seems safe. It seems like there's things that they can use to heal themselves if they take more damage. They lock the door, and they wait for sunset. Waiting for sunset does not seem like a good idea. I don't know why we would wait until it's dark. We have lost 10 children today. Sure, we can't see him, but then that means he can't see us either. We don't even know who him is. Oh, I do. What? Oh, yeah, I've been working here for like 10 years. I've heard so many stories. I heard that this person has been killing for at least a good 20 years. Wait, Anton, who is this? Okay, so here's what I've heard. The killer used to be a camper as a child. And apparently somebody spilled the ice cream that he was eating onto the ground and he stabbed him. So they like sent him home. And then apparently he was disowned by his family. Can I ask a more pressing question for the moment? Do you know anything about the government and what they might be trying to do, what they might be up to lately? Sweetie, no, just leave it there. No, I I just, you know, just wondering if you have any information, maybe you could call me, I can leave you my number. I just, you know, sometimes they're up to things that you don't really, you know, you think it might be normal, but for someone who is, you know, a visitor, maybe it's not so normal. Maybe I, maybe Are I, you we could have to talk codes? about it. I maybe. I'm not looking for anything in particular. I just want to get to know people. I would like to uh, look around the medical space for a flashlight again, uh, while passively aggressively commenting on how nobody has mentioned my bangs. Anton, do you know how long ago this was? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Probably a good like 10, 15 years ago. So this person, I don't know, they'd have to be like in their 30s or something at this point, I'm assuming. I don't know. Do you know the name of this camper that... Once was insulted by ice cream. I mean, I've heard so many stories, but the one that I've heard that I think is the truest is Benji Hargrove. And what happened to Benji? Uh, you know, I heard he was disowned by his family, and then like apparently he's killing people now. That's what I've heard. Have you ever seen him before? No, I wasn't here then. And has anything happened any other years? Any other suspicious disappearances? No, but I mean, like the whole killing a couple of years ago, I heard that was him. A couple of years ago, when? Like five, six years ago. Who did you hear all of this from? You know, around the camp, kids talk and they talk to me sometimes. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I don't know, personally, Rocky Road. Vivica, do you have bangs now? Yes, thank you for noticing. Also, I rolled a three. Did I find a flashlight? Suddenly, a flashlight rolls across the floor. Oh, thank God. And Vivica picks it up. Vivica, I don't think you'll need this flashlight. It is light outside still. No, it's dark. We waited until sunset. Yes, I know. But the light from the moon, it's so bright. But your bangs, they look great. (laughs) Well, thank you. The counselors now hear a pounding at the door. Hello? Chrysler, go answer it. I look at my arm. Still mostly hurt. Well, I can't even move. I'm barely alive right now. It's fine. I have the most health. I can do it. Uh, I take out my knife in one hand, the flashlight in another, shimmy open the door with the heel of my Louboutin. I would like to push Vivica out the door. (gasps) Because I'm tired of her baloney, and it seems like she's just wandering around aimlessly. I am the only one getting things done, and not dying. Cruel intentions aside, Vivica opens the door. Outside the door, we see a large, sweaty man crying. I'm going to back away from the door immediately. What, what, what are you all doing in here? You know, there's people dead out here. I was locked in a freezer. I don't know how even I got in there. And then, I don't know, 
I kind of crawled out, I guess. Uh, um, I went back to my cabin and slept it off a little bit. Vivica, you can stab this man. You know who he is. He's disgusting. I know he's not what is responsible for what's happening tonight, but I don't want him here. Rolling to slit his throat with my knife. Let's see how much damage is done. Oh, fuck. I killed him. Vivica slices at the throat of the chef, piercing one side, but not causing any serious damage. He's still alive. Frank, what are you doing here? Look, I just... I talked to your parents, and they told me you're coming down here this summer. I just thought I'd be here, and then I ran into these two, and I don't know, maybe I got a little carried away. A little? You tried freaking attacking her. I mean, look, that's what you were into. I assumed everyone was. I'd like to roll to attempt to take the knife away from Sandy. Four. The knife has been taken away from Sandy. I'm going to take the knife, not like normal style, but like flip the handle so that the blade is coming out from my forearm mm-hmm. kind of area. And then I'm going to just kind of like go straight for the fucking Adam's apple. If you can even see one on this guy and just like really intense. Uh, Chrysler is not okay with sexual assault. <laughs> Five. It was a hit, but how damaging was it? Is there any other information you need while I'm doing this? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's trash. We've got 16 total. You stabbed him in where on his body? Uh, Straight through the Adam's apple. Excellent. The stab was successful. The chef has taken a stab to the Adam's apple and is now gurgling blood out of his mouth, apparently somehow still alive, but on the ground, spitting blood. I would like to ask him if he knows anything about the dying children. At this point, he's unable to answer, as the only thing he can do is gurgle and spit blood. Blink once if you know something. (laughs) The chef blinks twice. Oh my gosh, why did you do that? He attacked our friends early. The gurgles grow louder, and the chef yells out, Benji, dead. That's it, I knew this was a ghost thing. Benji, dead. I would like to smack the chef in the face, get him to come to, come to life a little bit. I'd like to kick him in the face. <laughs> he has been successfully kicked in the face and is now unconscious, gurgling blood out of his mouth. Chrysler. <laughs> Chrysler, how, why would you kick him? He has answers for us. What else do you think he can give us? He attacked you earlier. But what else do you think we should do? He attacked you earlier. Yes. And this I, guy is dead. Listen, I appreciate you, but right now we have to deal with 10 dead children. I can defend myself. Trust me. You don't have to worry about what we will do with me. Who cares about the 10 dead children? There is a ghost killer killing us. Vivica, that is what we care about. These tender children, they didn't come from nobody. It came from somebody. We had to figure out who it came from, okay? You're not helping anything. It came from Benji. Benji is dead. How do we fight a ghost? Okay, so where is Benji? Since you have all the answers for everything. I don't know where he is. I just want to point out, Vivica, that Sandy stabbed him earlier. And you can't stab a ghost. Ugh. That's true. And then the chef says that he is dead. Says that Benji is dead. So maybe the chef knows. Maybe we should hunt his body. Maybe we should follow the blood trail. Maybe we should split up. Sounds great. I'm going to roll to convince everyone to split up. The counselors decide to split up into two groups only. I would like to follow the blood trail from when Sandy stabbed him. I will join Reina. Oh, come on. I don't want to be with Sandy. You don't want to be with Sandy? She's on her last leg. Leave her here. Okay, I'll stay with Sandy. I literally can barely (laughs) walk right now, guys. I'll stay with with Sandy Sandy to protect her. Let's go, Reyna. Sandy, I think we should stay here because I I just don't feel comfortable going. And maybe Vivica and Chrysler can figure something out and then we'll help your hand. At that moment, while discussing what they should do, 
An axe flies from the distance through the dark and lands on the neck of the chef, severing his gargling head. (laughs) Frank! Where was that exclamation of concern when I stabbed him? Right? (laughs) Sandy is lady of complex feelings. You don't question her, Also, where did the axe come from? The back of the body. Vivica, why don't you chase where the axe came from? I'm going to do that. I'm going to run towards the direction the axe came in. Vivica attempts to run after whatever or whoever might have thrown that axe. (laughs) At that point, a large machete once again flies through the air and hits Vivica. Dealing 60 damage. Vivica! Oh, my tit. (laughs) (laughs) Chrysler shouts from the window, you have health insurance, right? No, I'm secretly poor. That's his fake titty, right? I lied about being rich so you guys would hate me. Guys, let's set up a trap. I'll moan. And you guys stand on the outside. Why do you want to moan? Sandy, this is not a bad idea because I feel that any man or whoever, whatever it is, stalking kids camp named Happy Dreams is probably looking for a happy dream. So maybe we maybe we leave you in uh, pits with the, with traps all around. And and when someone comes, it pulls them up into the tree in a, in a net. Here's the only concern. Um, this He throws things very well. Yes, but Chrysler, he won't know. He will only see sexy Sandy. He won't expect it. I don't know that sexy's looking, Sandy's looking her best right now. We, we also are very long into this slasher movie with no tits. My tits came out when the machete slashed my blouse open. You have listened to this podcast before. Do you know what I'm here for? I'm going to keep running towards wherever that machete came from with my knife out. Titties out, screaming into the night. I would like to find a weapon. Okay. You have successfully found a weapon, a large syringe worth three rolls. I wonder if Vivica's bangs still look good. They do. There's just a little blood splattered in them. I'd like to look for a uh, source of fuel inside the cabin we're in. What is it with you and the gas? I have a lighter. (laughs) So I'm in the woods with my flashlight looking around for the fucker who chopped me in the tit. While you don't see the killer, Vivica finds another figure, an 18 or 19 year old man, seemingly in decent physical condition, looking a little bit confused as to what's going on. Uh, Excuse me, who the fuck are you? Excuse me, I'm Stewie. Stewie? Are you a camper here? No, not anymore. I used to be, but that was like five, six years ago or something like that. Now I'm, I'm just, I was coming back. You know, and I look, I just had some memories of the place and I wanted to check it out and I just made it here. I had to walk on foot and I just kind of wanted to see how things were going. What's happening that you're running off into the wilderness um, with a large weapon lodged inside of you? I'm going to pull the weapon out of my body uh, and say, were you a camper here during the massacre? Yeah, I was. And I made it. I, I made it out. Did you know Benji? Benji? Are you kidding me? That was all a bunch of crap. That was a rumor they used to tell us. And they told the kids that before us and the kids that before us or whatever. That person was never real. Do you know who really killed all my friends? Do you really want to know? No, but I'd like to because they're killing mine. I can guarantee you they're not. They're dead. They were caught by the cops literally two days later. It was our own caretaker. The person who used to own this place killed all those kids and just thought they could walk away with that shot dead by the cops. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they walked away. Okay, well, there's 10 kids dead right now and we've been all attacked. So who is killing us now? Do you have 
any idea what's going on. Uh, I I don't know who would want to do that, but I'm not sticking around this time. I'm out of here. Wait, what was his name? His name? The guy who, who killed all my friends? Yes. Uh, his name was Kyle. It's just a guy. Okay, do you want to come back to the cabin? No. I have some friends there and we're all hiding out. Look, here's what I can tell you. Okay, good luck. I'm not dealing with this again. At that point, our new friend runs away. Wait, I have condoms. Okay, I'm going back to the cabin. Chrysler, please, please help us. You seem so level-headed and Sandy has Hart's arm in it. There's something I haven't told you. What is it, Chrysler? That massacre a few years ago. My brother, Ricky, was here. He was one of the survivors. Your brother? Mm-hmm. When have you talked to him? <sighs> Not since a year after it all happened. I don't think he'd do this. Yes, but let me tell you, we all don't think we will do things or our family will do things until they're done, and then it is no big deal. So let me ask you, does he does he talk about this place often? Is there is there issues inside of him because of this? He used to. I mean, his best friends died. At this point, I'm bursting back into the cabin and bringing everyone up to speed on what I found out about my encounter with Stewie. Stewie? What is your brother's name? Ricky. Does he sometimes go by Benji? No, it's really just Ricky. Last name Ricardo. Wait, I'm sorry, what names did you say? Ricky? Ricardo? Ricky. Oh my god, I did hear about that one. Slicky Ricky, yeah. Okay, so there was the two little boys that made it out a couple of years back, and I didn't really pay attention at the time. I was really busy organizing my band-aids, but uh, I mean, I don't want to like be you know, not sensitive or whatever, but didn't he like end up like a mental hospital or something? I don't know. I lost track of him. That's why I came here. You lost track of your brother? He left us. Well, it sounds like he found us. Vivica, you may be onto something. It seems very strange what's going on with Chrysler. It seems like every time we walk somewhere, we find something like, you know, where we're going to go and what we're going to do next. We've all found the same things at the same time. That's not true. I left with Vivica at different times. Things have happened. I just came to find my brother. So you lied earlier when you said that you were just here because you had to be. I I do have to be. What, you were on parole or something? But why do you think your brother would be here? Because he hasn't been the same since here. Where do you think we could find him? I'd like to roll to investigate the inhaler that our boy Chrysler has been walking around with to test its legitimacy. Go ahead and roll. It's a five. You find some really grade A albuterol. Hey, dick. <laughs> Chrysler, tell me, listen, Vivica, she's suspicious, but I need to know, where do you think your brother would be? What is it that that, that drew him here? Uh, he was really into... Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Well, he was really into the archery range and the axe throwing range. It's his brother, Chrysler. Let's all go investigate the archery and axe throwing range. The counselors head out to try to find the archery and axe throwing range. Remember, it's dark. Thank goodness there's a flashlight. Before they can make it very far, they smell something strange. Something like dinner or maybe somebody with a fire. And they turn to look at the other cabins. And notice the cabin with the other ten children in it is aflame. Let's keep walking. Well, all in favor of uh, keeping it moving? Nothing else we can do here. (laughs) At this point. (laughs) The group makes it to the archery and axe-throwing range. They look around. They see nothing. Unfortunately, the targets are there. But there's nothing to throw. No bows. No arrows. I'd like to approach the targets and investigate them sensually and slowly. Let's see what you find. Vivica, why are you stroking them? (laughs) 
It's a six. You are successfully now investigating the targets. As you look, you notice there seem to be maybe some old holes from arrows that might have reached those targets. Who are you calling an old hole? But there's really nothing else. There's nothing else going on. There's not even arrows left in the targets. There's no axes there. It's all been removed. Well, this is certainly suspicious, but I've seen worse today. I would like to look for fingerprints. Rhina bends down to look for fingerprints. At that moment, an arrow flies through the air and nearly misses her. I, I turn around and yell, Ricky! No response is heard. I chase the direction of the arrow. Chrysler chases the direction of the arrow. I'm going to. Vivica chases the direction of the arrow. I'm going to. Another arrow whizzes and hits Raina. This time from a different direction, dealing no damage. It's only in her foot. Large feet equals lots of protection. This time, more arrows, but from another direction, dealing 80 damage to Sandy. The arrow pierces her eyeball. The eyeball spurts out. Blood leaks from her ears and she falls to the ground. Sandy! Oh, Sandy. Oh, shit. But you haven't had sex with anyone I'm going to take Sandy's knife and give it to Chrysler. She only has one eye. I'm going to take the arrow out, pocket it, but then I'm also going to like gently close her eyelids, <laughs> except for it's only one eyelid. Peace <laughs> <laughs> the forehead of Sandy. <laughs> Maybe you guys had some more tension. She is lady I love. Ryana kisses the forehead of Sandy. At that moment, an arrow whizzes by. Landing in the grass nearby. Uh, I'm going to go in pursuit of the direction of the arrow. I will follow. All three head off in the pursuit of the arrow. Where did it come from? Who had the bow in it? At that moment, another arrow. This time, from behind them. Landing directly into Ryan's foot. Dealing 80 damage. Her foot falls off. That was like an Achilles hit. Uh, These feet sometimes take no damage, sometimes take a lot of damage. She falls down, her foot separated, blood spurting out everywhere, filling the ground with its red gooeyness. Save me! Is she dead? I was at 70, minus 80, I'm negative 10. Uh. Chrysler, we have to leave them behind. I'm going to grab the syringe from Reina, and I'm going to advise to Vivica that we split up because we have arrows coming from multiple directions. Okay, yeah, that's, let's do that. The two of you split up and head off in different directions, looking for whoever might be trying to kill you. Only one of you has a flashlight, by the way. However, the other one has a lighter. So I'm like flicking the lighter, uh, just trying to trying to run and also trying to like cup it with my hands so the wind doesn't blow it out. <laughs> it's not very helpful. But it stays on enough to where you can kind of see in front of you. And you see a figure standing, not approaching, not running away, standing still, staring at you. It's a man. Ricky? No, it's it's me, Stewie. I just ran into one of you over here as well. I was going to leave, but I heard some noises and I decided to... St- Wait, how do you know Ricky? Ricky's my brother. Oh my God, you have to get out of here immediately. Why? Look, he wanted to come back and I wanted to go with him. But when I found out what he was planning, I, I couldn't... St- I just couldn't do it. I want to look closely at him to see if he has any bow arrows or other weapons. You investigate. You find a bow and an arrow hidden on the ground standing that he's standing in front of. I kind of clench the knife that's in my hand. Why is he back? He thinks he's stronger for what he went through, for what we went through. And he wants you to be stronger too. He wants to make you go through the same thing he went through. (laughs) 
fucking deep. How how close are we? You are approximately six feet away. So I'm just gonna kind of like put my hand up to my head, pretend to be really feeling it, and I'm just like, man, I, I don't know, I don't know where to go. I, I just I haven't heard from him in years. I, I you just need to get out of here. Are, are all of your other friends alive? <sighs> Only one. Only one? Mm-hmm. Out of the four of you? How did you know there was four of us? From a distance, I, I sp- look. I told gonna, you I spoke to one. I'm gonna roll to attack Stewie. Six, six, five, four. Acromath, what's that out of two? 21. <laughs> the knife lands in his shoulder, and he falls to the ground, gripping. He's in pain, but not dead. I'm going to take this syringe out of my pocket now, go Michael Myers side, try to inject it into his bloodstream. The syringe lands, dealing some damage, but he's still alive, gripping his wounded shoulder, reaching for the arrows and the bow behind him. I'm going to take the knife and keep trying to stab him over and over again. It's successful. You have stabbed him. Uh, This time I am going for his chest repeatedly. Five, four, four, six. Is that 20? No, that's 20. 19. Thank God you're here, Paris. I can't (laughs) imagine. So we dealt 21 first time, 19 damage the second time. You stab repeatedly. The life moves from his eyes. He groans. You're next. He is dead. Okay, I'm going to take the uh, knife out, sheath it in my pocket, because I don't have a sheath. I'm going to grab the bow and arrows, and I'm going to run towards the direction that Vivica's in. You do run. However, Vivica is alone and in the darkness with only a flashlight and maybe a couple knives or something to defend herself. She points the flashlight. You see a tall man standing alone. No discernible facial features. You know, maybe a hoodie or something covering the face. Chrysler, is that you? Yes. We need to get the fuck out of here. Go. Let's go. I take the figure's hand and run towards the lake. Frolicking. (laughs) The figure walks alongside you, frolicking. It's oddly moved. Your walking is jovial. The figure shows no emotion. No face can be seen. When you make it to the lake, the figure reaches down and grabs the oar of a canoe and swings it at your head but misses. Meanwhile, my perky tits are still out. I'm going to roll to uh, slash the Achilles. You miss. The killer swings again and misses once more. (laughs) I'm going to go for the Achilles again because I'm like low to the ground ducking all these ore hit. Ooh, it's a five. Aha, excellent. Let's see how much damage has been done. So the killer's Achilles appears to have been damaged and the killer falls to the ground. At this point, the killer reaches into his pocket and whips out the longest knife you've ever seen fit into a pocket. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) The knife slashes at your throat. No. Dealing 70 damage. That's it. I'm dead. Your head comes clean off and falls to the ground. Eyes open, mouth agape. What is he going to do with that hole? (laughs) It almost seems like this is the way things were meant to be, Chrysler. I don't know about that. I had some shitty rolls. You're listening for Vivica, and you have landed at the canoes at the border of the lake. I would like to attempt to come back to life. Your attempt was unsuccessful. (laughs) I would like to draw a bow, draw an arrow, and try to aim at the figure that I see near Vivica's decapitated head. (laughs) Trying to pick it up, trying to do something weird. Don't want her uh, body desecrated in such a weird way, so. Six. It was successful. The killer, already limping, has received 
another blow, this time an arrow directly to the other Achilles. <laughs> and now lays on the ground. I'm going to walk slowly still, pull out the bow and arrow again, and still try to land a headshot. You were unsuccessful. The killer dodges the shot. And instead, misses with his own shot <laughs> of a knife from his pocket. This is spiraling so fast. All right. Off in the distance, you hear screaming. No, stop. Don't do it. Don't kill him. What? Don't kill him. Please, I am so tired of all this blood, and I cannot deal with the idea that I'm going to have to put you all back together again afterwards. Try. I don't know how many arrows I have. Assuming I have at least one more, I'm going to try again to hit the killer. It was successful. The arrow lands. The killer is barely holding on to life. I walk towards him. He leans up. Be better. The killer slinks into the water, grabbing a canoe on his way out. You don't see him move. He appears to have gone underneath. I follow him. You do indeed follow him, but he seems to have disappeared somewhere into the water. What the fuck? What was it, your brother? Damn, I was going to try to hold his head under the water, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... To summarize, only two people survived. One of them was an NPC who ran off into the distance. The other one was Chris's character, Chrysler. Was it Chrysler's brother? Was it somebody else? Was there really someone named Benji? It seems like it was confirmed that perhaps it was Chrysler's brother, but the person who confirmed it was also trying to kill people. So confusing. Turns out Alexis is truly the first girl to die. (sighs) Typical, typical. And there's definitely room for a sequel. Yeah, and Paris definitely did show nip. (laughs) (laughs) While Ryan wasn't the surprising sharpshooter, she was the surprising bullet dodger. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Dodging arrows specifically. You also apparently died from getting hit in the foot, so. I have large feet. There are arteries. (laughs) They're unmissable. Hey. (laughs) So what are your thoughts after our story has ended tonight? I think it's Ricky. I feel strongly that it's Chrysler's brother. Chrysler yes. seems shady. He seems like he came here for a reason. He knows. Yes. If you said it's a trope, then it's it's probably someone coming back for their like brother. I have no idea. I still think maybe ghosts. You got killed by a ghost? Well, it certainly didn't get killed for a good reason. Well, I think you guys have played a solid game. It's taken us a couple hours. It's already after midnight. I, I think we're also set up for a sequel in this case, which I know I usually hate. <laughs> but the killer is barely alive with 19 health. Well, we do have a wacky horror comedy on our hands here <laughs> with people uh, doing weird Russian exorcism circles. <laughs> Pantless. <laughs> we don't ask questions. Uh, sweaty chefs who stalk their ex-girlfriends as counselors. <laughs> Drippy, <laughs> drippy sweat. Ah, and we cringy. had a Karen. We, we had, had a Karen. Karen. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, we may hack movies and slash movies, and I think we came up with one hell of a hacking story today. Maybe we'll try again in the future. Maybe we'll try a sequel. Maybe we'll try a supernatural, super spooky ghost story. But thank you so much for celebrating our third birthday with us. It's been a wild ride so far, getting better all the time. Happy birthday to us. Keep in mind, we also still want to hear from you. While this is definitely an interesting style of episode for us, we do usually have movie reviews every week for you, as we especially celebrate this Halloween. Keep in mind, there are so many ways you can reach out to us, starting with our website, hackerslash.com. And on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if 
you have been to summer camp and had a creepy counselor with maybe a weird accent or a strange fetish, hit us up at our hacker slash hotline. Our number is 757-606-0128. And if you can identify all the silly tropes that we, you know, used in tonight's episode, feel free to send us an email to feedback at hackerslash.com. And if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast at any point over the past three years, consider becoming one of our patrons. You can check out patreon.com slash hacker slash and earn cool perks for as low as $1 a month. We'll see you next time. Bye.